Hello, and welcome to episode 213 of Smarts, which as we all know stands for... Supergirl makes antagonist return to super jail. Ooh. <laughs> I cheated. Super. Yeah. I am Rudiger Q Podcaster, a.k.a. Trevor. Hi. And you are... Julia Gulia of internet fame, dash, podcaster. Correct. Yes. So we only have one little bit of late-breaking news today. Late-breaking. Yes. And that is that DC Universe announced that Titans has been renewed for season three. Yay! Wee! Okay, good. So that's Yay. good. And mm-hmm. it, it bodes well for the continuing existence of the platform, too, in light of all the stuff we talked about last week with HBO Max having its own oh, yes. DC original shows and them having to share properties and licenses and everything. So it bodes well for that. So that's good. I think um, if I had to... So what's your, who's your, what's your, who's your smart money on? What's your who's your? <laughs> Um, who's your smart money on for the villain of season three? Oh. We've already checked off Trigon and Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah. It starts to get a little thin after that in terms of Titans villains. But Shadow. Shadow? Sure, why not? Shadow is in like... League the... of Assassins? Well, Shadow's not with the League of Assassins. Shadow's just an archer. On her own. She's just an, she's just an assassin. Archer. She's an assassin. She's in, she's, she's just all around bad guy. I don't know. That seems, mm. like, that seems like a step down. My guess is on the, whether they call them this or not, my guess is on the Fearsome Five. You know, Mammoth, Jinx, Shimmer, Simon. Well, we already saw Shimmer. True. So they could. So that could be setting up set up for season three. Hmm, that's Cause true. Because I, I think you've got, I think you had, Trigon makes sense as like an origin villain because it yes. introduces Raven's origin. Deathstroke makes sense for this season because it's like bringing the two generations together and dealing with putting the past behind yeah. the team. But I think that in season three, if they're like a cohesive unit, like yeah. they finally come together as a team, it makes sense to have them face an evil team. Ooh. I think that's sort of like the next logical step. So my my bet is on the Fearsome Five. And that's Dark like, side. That's like the iconic... You what know, about br- Granny Goodness and Dark Side? N- no, I don't think they'd do that. No? Hmm. So that's my bet. I mean, they could do Hive or something... But my guess would be the Fearsome Five. Hmm. That's a good guess. I like that guess. We shall see. All right. Or Brother Blood, I guess, is like the only other classic Titans villain. That could yeah. Be like the bro- the, You're the listing cult of all Brother the Blood teams. Their... Yeah. Because like Hive well, obviously is like a... not a team. Like a... And Brother Blood is like a cult leader. Though. Right. But he has a whole cult I don't know. I feel him. like you want a team of villains to fit in, in the, by the time you get to the third season. Mm. You kind of want to ramp things up in terms of the, the spectacle. So that would be my guess. But that's our only news this week. Wow. Good bit of news. I like it. So what was your comic of the week? This week, I picked Wonder Twins, whatever issue number that was. Number nine. Number nine. We got to learn a little bit about what um, what the twins have been going through in terms of their family history, not being proud of their super xenophobic, crazy, you know, zealot leader of a grandfather, um, the repercussions of that. Growing up, not knowing at first why they were somewhat set aside by their classmates and peers, and then understanding the breadth of their family's impact on um, their culture's history, and then ultimately like them emigrating out of that world in order to make a new start someplace else. And I just like the story behind it, and I like the message, and I like the art, and I like the tie-in to the themes that the kids themselves are going through right then, and also the their you know their funny quips here and there. So that's why I picked it for my comic of the week. It was a good issue. Yep, very good. If you'd gone back in time a year and said that wonder that like every other, I know, right? Like more than half of the issues of of a Wonder Twins series would be your comic. When of the I week. first started reading this, I was like, "What the what is this? This is crazy." 
I just don't get it. How is this even a comic right now? And now I just can't stop really thinking about some of the wonderful things that are in these issues. It's really great. Needs more Gleek. That's my review. <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree. <laughs> so my comic of the week was Legion of Superheroes number one. Oh, so we finally have a new Legion series. Um, if you I, were so looking forward to this. If I if I nitpicked that I, I would have it would have been nice to maybe get a bit more characterization out of more members of the Legion mm. or see get a sense of more who, more of who some of them are as people. But I mean, obviously, you've got a team with like forty people on it, so they're going to have to right. build that out. You get the opening sequence with uh, Wildfire and Karate Kid and Ultra Boy, and then we got some of uh, Saturn Girl showing Superboy around and little bit of Brainiac 5 and you know it'll take yep. a while for them to parcel everything out I think the way Mark Wade wrote the last reboot of the Legion was clever where he had like the first issue was you know just supposed to be like overwhelming like here's all this crazy stuff and then the next few issues were very small scale mm-hmm. focusing on just a handful of Legionnaires per issue um, before he ramped things back up to deal with like a big threat um, later in the first year so I think that something like that would be would be smart. And certainly Bendis is very good at, you know, quippy back and forth dialogue and, and dialogue based characterization and stuff like that. So I think that, I think that it's, it's in good hands, but, uh, and the art, obviously the Ryan Sook art and designs, all the characters have really interesting designs. It's still, you can still look at that and be like, Oh, like, you know, which Legionnaire that is. But even if they don't look anything like they did before, there's some element of either the colors or the symbology or, or something that tells you, like, oh, that's clearly Matter Eater Lad, or that's clearly Ultra Boy, or that's clearly Triplicate, triplicate Girl, even though they never really looked like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough there. And there's some interesting additions in there. Like, if you look really closely, there's a Legionnaire wearing what looks like Dr. Fate's helmet. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's using what looks like a yellow power ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's obviously some new characters sprinkled in there, like more sort of legacy characters in the present that we're going to learn more about. And the whole mystery here that's kicked off is something to do with Aquaman's trident being discovered for the first time in a thousand years and this has some portent we also learned a lot more about we got a little bit of of it in the second issue of that two issue millennium thing but the state of as it's called here in new earth like like basically earth exploded at some Mm -hmm. point in the last thousand years and what's left are like these domed cities that are being that are like connected and held together somehow by like some energy core where earth used to be and so you've got like these sort of mini planets or societies or, or whatever you want to call them. And so there's New Metropolis. And then there's what's called, isn't it called like Planet Planet Gotham was another one? So yeah, it's like, yeah. So I'm like, is Planet Gotham one of these cities or is it like a, literally a separate planet? Because all these cities seem like they're part of New Earth, right? They're right. Like, each they're city like is networked. like a continent mm-hmm. on New Earth. And then there's no planet for them to be on anymore. They're all connected, presumably. They use like right. teleportation or something of... to get from one place to the other. So is Planet Gotham another planet yeah, or is yeah. it one of these places and, orbiting that and it seems like this weird diff- this weird dangerous place going. so is it like yeah. you know like future australia where it's like you know where when, <laughs> I, when it was formed you know is this right, like right, the penal yeah. colony of yeah. new earth basically um because it looked like a sewer basically right um i know that in the dc 1 million in the 853rd century which is way in the future after this pluto had become like um, Batman's prison planet, basically. Like the oh, whole pla- planet was like Batman's arc. It was like planet Arkham, basically, that Batman would rule over and, and was like the warden of that planet. So I wonder <laughs> if we kind of have something similar going on here. They'll look like there were a lot of civilians living there. So there's a lot of wor- world building that's happening. But the design work is interesting. And the idea that 
Um, they might, they've probably broken a lot of laws, like the temporal prime directive, basically yeah. the equivalent by bringing Superboy here. Yeah. Um, and that it was never really that big a deal before. It seemed like in the in the Silver Age and later, people were like, oh, isn't it cute? Like you brought this historical figure right. later to be. But when you think about it, that would be breaking That's a whole a bunch of rules. devastating, so yeah. So it, it really, by, by making it seem like it's more, um, it's a riskier move, it makes you wonder if maybe they had a specific reason to bring him forward more than just what they said, which is in honor of you know, Unity Day, like they came to the first, the, the foundation of the United Planets, right? The day right. that would later be celebrated as Unity Day. And we're like, oh, we're going to bring you forward and, and let you experience all this stuff as like a reward for, you know, right. coming for up coming with the up idea for the United Planets. But something tells me there's something more going on than that, because it seems like if it's that dangerous a move, that mm-hmm. they must have had a bigger reason than just that. Yeah. Although, I mean, they're just kids, so. Now, here's the million dollar question. In some versions of the story, they wipe his memory before sending him back into his own time. Do you think they'll do that? Well, here? there's well, there, we're we're in uncharted we waters. Yet, we're obviously. in uncharted waters when it comes to John Kent coming forward right, right. and joining the Legion. That's true. But when it was Still, the, when the it was Clark, holds. when it was Clark, they never used to wipe his memory entirely. What they would do is the hand waviness that they would have <laughs> in old comics was that Saturn Girl would selectively block the parts of his memory that had to do with learning Knowing details knowledge. of his own future oh his own so, future so he could meet he and supergirl right would be legionnaires together even though he wasn't supposed to know that she even existed for another 10 years in his own personal timeline right so he would go back in time and he would forget everything he learned in the superman museum about his own eventual death and the fact that he had a cousin and that he would marry lois lane or whatever all else but he would still remember that he had friends in the future and in the legion and who they were and the adventures mm-hmm. they had he would you know it was Right. selectively things he would learn about his own personal future and so those, that he wouldn't of, impact those of his yeah, yeah, relatives yeah. and close friends or whatever. Um, so they could do something like that here, but you really get the sense the way Bendis set it up in the Superman books that it's not like John's going to be going back and forth a lot, that he's right. basically moving to the kind of like you left for college, basically. Right. He might visit occasionally, but he's not going to be coming back after every adventure like Clark did because he had his own Superboy sure. adventures, his own Superboy series that existed alongside the Legion series for a while, at least. Until so you the had Superboy to bounce back and forth. Literally became Superboy and the Legion, and then just ultimately Legion of Superheroes, and there was no, it subsumed the Superboy yeah. series. Yeah. Um, but here, John has no such series of his own so he can just exist in the future and connor can be the superboy in the present and it's kind of tidy that way Mm -hmm. so something tells me he's going to be there we're not going to see a lot of back and forth um so they might not have to worry about that for a while although i'm sure there's going to be some big crossover event Mm -hmm. later on where the legion has to team up with the justice league or something and they'll all be reunited but yeah no it was a good first issue i'm looking forward to to seeing where it goes from here me too i'm glad to have the, the legion back yeah, me too. So are you ready for your pop quiz? I'm ready. So in keeping with not just the Legion, but also the episode of Arrow that we watched this week, I'm going to be quizzing you about future children, future and present children of DC characters. Oh, boy. So I'm going to list um, four <laughs> characters. I'm okay. going to give you the name of a, a DC character, and then I'm going to list four other characters, all of whom but one are either in, in continuity or, or out of continuity, like Elseworlds or whatever, children of a character. Okay. Okay. So they might. So if I were to say, you know, Superman, he only has one incontinuity child at present, but there have obviously been other versions of Superman that have had other kids, some of whom you might be aware of. So they're fair game. But then there's going to be one answer, which is in no continuity, the name of one of Superman's children, for example, and that's the one you got to pick. So which one is not a version of Superman's child, for example? Okay. You understand? Yes. Okay. Question number one. Yes. Superman. <laughs> All right. So which of these, in no version? that I'm aware of at least, is the name of a child that Superman had. Okay. And it doesn't even doesn't need to be a biological child, okay? It could be an adopted child. 
Oh. All right? All right. Okay. Okay. Jonathan Lane Kent. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Samuel Kent. Mm-hmm. Christopher Kent. Or Cal Kent. I think Cal Kent. Correct. Do you know who Cal Kent is, though? No. Cal Kent is the is Superman one million. He's the Superman from the the Justice oh, yes, Legion, the eight hundred fifty third century. Yeah, with the three ovals. With the three ovals, yeah, cool. Where the design just got completely, I do <laughs> completely out of hand. Yeah, it doesn't even have an S on it anymore. Nope. Um, do you know who the others are? Obviously, you know who. John, did you know that John's middle name is Samuel after Lois's father? Jonathan Samuel Kent is, right. is John's John's full name. Right. That's um, what I did remember. And then Elaine obviously is. Um, well, John Lane, John Lane Kent was a possible future child of Superman and Lois that came mm-hmm. back in time and became Superboy for a while. That's oh, cool. completely different than the John we know. He, yeah. was like, he was like erased or whatever. Then Christopher Kent was the name that was given to... So Jeff Johns and Richard Donner wrote an, a wonderful Superman story where a rocket landed in Metropolis and Superman opened it up and there was a child inside, a boy. And he decided, he and Lois decided to adopt him the same way that his parents had mm -hmm. adopted him and of course given that jeff johns was co-writing this with richard donner yeah of course they named the child christopher Christopher, yeah um so perfect and then it turned out later we learned that this was and you've seen him in in the current continuity although i think the fact that lois and clark adopted him is no longer in continuity but it it turned out that it was zod and ursa's child they'd sent him out of the phantom zone as like i don't know like to save him well no it was like as a way of like establishing a beachhead or something like they like because he had been born there he was he was special like he wasn't trapped there in the same way so they could send him out and then his ship could send out like a a signal that could let them come out too so they were just using him but um but his parents obviously were horrible yeah and so he came to think of lois and clark as his actual parents and called them mom and dad and then eventually he became super aged and became the new nightwing for a while this was when Dick was Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he became the new knight. There was a Nightwing and Flamebird going back to them being That's Superman so characters originally. Cool. And then they decided to get rid of all that. And they, like, de-aged him and sent him back to the Phantom Zone or whatever. But, but for a while, Christopher Kent was the adopted son of Lois and Clark, and he was Nightwing. Oh, my goodness. So that's what that is. That's really cool. I like that. All right. Number two, Batman. Which of these was never a child of Batman? Okay. okay. Damian Wayne. Stephanie Brown. Ibn al-Sufash, or Matt McGinnis? Well, adopted. um... Adopted or biological? (sighs) Well, I mean, he never adopted Stephanie, did he? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. If you knew that, you would know the answer to the question. I know. Well, I don't. I, I haven't read like all eighty years of Batman history, so I, I guess I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna we're, say we're gonna pause this. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna pause this recording. You're gonna go catch up, and then Review. you're gonna come back. Yeah, and then I'm gonna. Is this an open book test? Uh, let me. Is this an open Google test? <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess Stephanie Brown. Correct. Yeah, he never adopted her. So you know who Damian Wayne is, obviously. Yep. Ibn Al Sufash was essentially Damien before Damien exist before Damien was Damien. Okay. He was Batman and Talia's child from Kingdom Come. Oh, cool. And Ibn Al Sufash means son of the bat oh. in Arabic. And then Matt McGinnis, this was a bit of a trick. I thought you might pick Matt McGinnis. But <laughs> no, I remember this. Well, as has been confirmed, so spoilers for a ten year old episode of Justice League Unlimited that has to do with Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Tim and Dwayne McDuffie confirmed that in the epilogue episode of Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. the uh, tinkering that um, Amanda Waller, Waller secretly did with Warren McGinnis's 
sperm. reproductive <laughs> genetic material, shall we say, yeah. um, that resulted in, in him basically fathering a, a child, Terry, who was Bruce Wayne's, genetically Bi- speaking, yeah. biological son. Yeah. This, this, these changes were permanent, and thus any future children he had would have also been Bruce Wayne's genetic Right, children. Children. And so Matt McGinnis is the same reason why he looks like yep. Terry and they mm-hmm. both look like Bruce to a certain right. extent yeah. is because they're both biologically his mm-hmm. to a, from a certain perspective. Obviously. Right. Genetically yeah. speaking, they are related to him. Yeah. All right, number three, mm-hmm. Barry Allen. Ooh. Okay? Okay. Which of these is not a child of Barry Allen? Bart Allen, Don Allen, Don Allen, or Nora West Allen? Bart is his grandson. Correct. Yeah. That was a bit, a bit of an easy one. All right. Oliver Queen. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Connor Hawk, William Clayton, Olivia Queen, Dinah Queen. Ooh. I don't know this Clayton person. Crap. You know what I'm going to say? I am going to say that it was not Olivia Queen. That's my guess. No. Well, you know who William Clayton is. That's William from Arrow. That's his mother's last name. So that's, legally speaking, his name is William Clayton. Some In the future scenes, he goes by William Clayton Queen sometimes. But oh. he was raised as William Clayton because it was supposed to be a secret that he was Oliver Queen's son. Right. Oh, okay. His name, last name doesn't come up very often. So who's Olivia Queen? Well, this is the question. So Olivia Queen was... Oh, oh. stop. It was Daniel's wife. Daniel's wife. Who's Daniel? The Dreaming. You were telling me some long story. The Dreaming story. doesn't have anything to do with Green No, Arrow. you were telling me some long, long story where Daniel <laughs> Daniel Dream was... Sure. that Daniel is connected to the Hawkman and Wonder Woman legacies, but not to the Green Arrow or Black Canary legacies. Oh. Olivia Queen was the Black Canary in Kingdom Come, and oh. she was Oliver and Dinah's daughter. Oh, I thought Dinah that... Queen is nothing. That's never been the name of a character. Oh, I'm. I fell for the red herring then because I was like, Actually, "Oh, Dinah's probably." Blonde hair. Blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. why I married you. <laughs> no, number five, uh-huh. Aquaman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Arthur Curry Jr., Cariac, Marina, or Thomas Curry the second. Oh. Um. Well, Karniak is too weird and does not be true. <laughs> wasn't the, that was like a Johnny Carson character, wasn't it? Koryak, sorry. Not, Kar, not Karnak or whatever you just Karnak, said. Karnak, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Marina. I don't know what that is or who. No, that is incorrect. Oh. Thomas Curry II is the correct answer. So Arthur Darn Curry... Darn it, I thought he adopted him. I know exactly who Thomas Curry... Thomas... To- oh, no, I don't. You continue. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Curry Jr. Yeah. Was the name of Aquaman and Mira's Aqua baby that was Aqua murdered baby. by Black Manta. Koryak Cor- was an illegitimate child that Aquaman fathered uh, before the New 52 with an Inuit woman when he was young during mm-hmm. his like. Sowing <laughs> his wild oats. When he was young and like careless or whatever. Marina is Aqua Girl from Batman Beyond. She's supposed to be Aquaman and Mira's daughter in the future. Oh. And Thomas Curry II is nothing. Thomas Curry. Okay. I made that one up. Well, that was very well done. Okay. So you got got Cal Kent, Stephanie Brown. I got three out of five. You got three out of five, yes. Hey, man. Very good. That's pretty good. 
Okay, so now we have our shows. We have I came Star- close on the Olivia versus Dinah thing. I just picked the wrong one. Correct. So we have uh, Star Wars Resistance, Batwoman, Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, Arrow, and Titans. Spoilers. Here ye be warned. Ah. So okay. this was a fun episode of Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, that was Got a lot, a lot of, of Flix and Orca and, and Flix's people. Yep. They're with their chicken what legs. They call- yeah, they're beautiful. What are they called? I don't again? remember. Uh, chicken people. Chicken people? I don't think they're chickens. I think they're more of a like a long-legged pigeon. They're like pelicans, kind of like pelican, sort pelican of? chickens, pelican puffin chickens. Like if pelicans had very teeny little beaks. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think I have much to say about this one. <laughs> I like this episode very episode. much. It was very fun. It was it was nice. It was myth versus whatever, and going back to the nest, as it were, and being accepted for who you are, and um, and at the same time, like practicing forgiveness and and the meaning of family, and I really liked it. So, yeah, it was a cute episode. It was very nice. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. So, Batwoman this week, this was called uh, Mine is a Long and Sad Tale. So, this was basically the origin, or I guess some of the origin of Alice, yeah, right? Yeah, part. Because it's mm-hmm. presumably more still that we don't know about her. Like, and we'll discover at some she, point. How did she found, like, a criminal empire and learn to fight? Basically, and... when did she snap? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's, if they don't, if there's not, nothing more to that story, I think you could just say that she after being kept there for years and years, she just gradually lost it, right? Like that could very yeah. well be the case. It doesn't necessarily need to be another precipitating incident that led to, you know? Right. Like she was, she with with being held captive and with no one but this weird boy for company and being read Lewis Carroll through the door of her prison cell, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you can well no, imagine. No, she had her hands on the book. He slipped it under the door for her. Sure, but you can, anyway, well, yes. you can well imagine how that would, you know, twist, twist her over over time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think we talked about this before. I was trying to remember what the reasoning was for Beth becoming Alice in the comics because I, I think that they invented all of this. And I'm trying to remember why Alice specifically, like maybe their mother used to read them Alice in Wonderland when they were kids or something. I, I don't remember like what, what the reason was for that. In the comics, if, yeah. if there was one. Um, but yeah, so th- but this was interesting. I, I thought this was a good, good episode. I like it when they focus on... Like it was, it was a focus story. Like mo- and most of the characters, with the exception of, I guess the only exception is the whole thing where, um, not Camilla, that's a character from Flash, Catherine, mm-hmm. where Catherine tells, I'm still learning these characters' names, her daughter, <laughs> Mary, right? Yeah. Um, about what Catherine did to trick Jacob. You're, There's you're not, so I'm getting much no going, help from you here. No, sorry. <laughs> About what Catherine did to trick Jacob as far as the bones are concerned right, 15 right. years the ago. Deer, yeah. And then Mary goes to Luke. I almost said Curtis. <laughs> this is not my night. <laughs> goes to Luke and like drowns her sorrows and they've got, they have pizza and stuff. Yeah, it was cute. Um, it was a very nice episode for them. For some reason, I don't know. Like the, She's hilarious, by the way. Can I tell you how much I love Ma- uh, the actress playing Mary? She's, She's good. so great. I thought that there was a little, there, there was something weird about the scene where Catherine and Mary are walking by the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. For some reason, it just there was something weird about that scene. And I don't know what it was, like whether the actors were a little off or... Whether they had to, whether that scene was filmed in, in pickups because they realized they needed an extra scene, or whether they were just in a rush because they were losing light or something, but there was something weird about it where they just they're walking and then Catherine's like, "Stop! I need to tell you this thing." And Mary's like, "No, it can't be true." And she walks off and they like, the whole thing just seemed, the whole thing just seemed off. Maybe like, the was writing wasn't super. I mean, but... that wasn't the best best written scene either. But it usually the actors on these shows can Sell salvage it. some mediocre writing. But the know. whole thing just seemed off, like it was paced weird or, or edited weird or something. Like it just, the scene ended and I'm like, 
that was weird. Like there, that scene just felt like it was. You know, I'm gonna have to edited see it by again. an alien who doesn't understand how how like pacing works. Pacing works. Yeah. It was it was weird. It did feel a little um, what do you call it? Inauthentic. It felt like we need a scene where this character tells this character this. Okay, now I am going to stop and tell you this. Maybe what? they were it short on time and they needed to, to. Well, maybe they were trying to salvage some seconds and that I, it was. It felt the like scene something happened. It felt like price. there was supposed yeah. to be another scene, but someone was sick or 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 not available or they lost their location or something and they had to quickly cobble the scene together. It just felt It doesn't weird. matter where it takes place. I don't mind that it took place by know, walking by the water. And about, well, the location is irrelevant. I only mentioned the location as a way felt, of reminding you what scene I'm talking about. But it's, it was more the pacing and the dialogue and the way it was edited. It just yeah. felt like, and even the performances felt a little off. Like, was everybody sick that day or something? It just felt weird. Anyway, we don't need to dwell on it, but it, that was, it just struck me as a weird scene. But the overall thing was interesting and getting a bit more perspective on why she's like this. And now Jacob... Seems like he realizes that it's her after being told the news by Catherine about the right, bones and yeah. everything. So now he's more willing to believe it. Um, they have the scene where he calls her that and you think, or one might think, one that now might they're going to reconcile. Think. It's like, oh, she's going to stab no, him. Oh, she's going to stab yeah, him. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a good episode. Yeah, I like it. There was a lot to unpack. The history, the um, payback, as it were, and then, of course, the culmination of events that led Beth back to that same house and you don't know where the old creepy dude who kidnapped her in the first place is anymore but i'm sure that's going to come to light and i'm sure it's going to be them. a gruesome yeah of course them, of yeah. course yeah it's yep. just how those things go for you anyway creepy so, so supergirl this one was called dangerous liaisons yep um so you've got the launch of the vr um contact lenses thing yes and what was the who were they? Now I'm trying to even remember who were they. Who were they fighting in this one? I can't even <laughs> remember who was the who was the villain in this one. Um, I thought it was uh, oh, completely blanking. I see what now. you mean? Because um, they already had Malefic and in, in, uh, Lena's already got right. Him in their no, who cell. who was the one that uh, sprung the geyser and melted the um, melted the polar ice cap? Um, oh well, I mean it had to do with the whole thing about um, William Day. And his investigation into um, what's her name there, right? Oh, the, right, the, yeah, the, that too, the CEO yeah. CEO lady, um, and then Rojas, so, and then it, right, Andrea Rojas, and then it turned out Leviathan was the one pulling the strings, right? So I guess you could say the villain of this episode was kind of Leviathan because they. Do you think that the, the 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 twist, if it could so be called, is going to be that Ro, Rojas is not really evil, and that he was like he was wrong about her killing. His buddy, right? Because it turned right. out that he was just alive but brainwashed or something. Yes. Do you think he's oh, going to be wrong about? Oh, and that's who the villain was, right? Well, but then she gets into the car with Leviathan Lady at the end, and yeah, they, they and know she each says other. that was so, you, yeah. So she's involved, but maybe she's not. Maybe she's like an an unwilling patsy, or she's being manipulated or blackmailed by them, or yeah, something. Yeah, she's in the rear rear uh, seat of this car. She's not. She's not driving. She's not so, even in the passenger so seat. So far, at least, it it I feel like they've not made the best use of Leviathan. Because what's cool about, I mean, whether they will actually have someone in a mask, I mean, we still don't know. To, literally, in two days, we'll get the final issue of the event Leviathan comic, and we'll finally learn who Leviathan is in the comics. Whether they have a figurehead man in a mask on the show or not, or whether it's just a shadowy organization with a bunch of different leaders like the Court of Owls or whatever, we don't know. Regardless of whether they end up having a person who is literally Leviathan or not, I feel like what's cool about them in the comics, at least the Leviathan character purports to want to do things differently. Like he's like, the, the world needs improving and we're going to improve it, but we're not going to fight the superheroes. We're not going to fight Superman because right. if you fight Superman, 
you're the a you're going to lose. B you're the bad guy. Right. We're not the bad guys. We're the good guys. So we just want the heroes to stay out of our way while we fix things. Mm-hmm. And then once they see how how good things are now, they'll realize that they were right to let you know that mm-hmm. they would should have let things happen this way in the didn't. first place. Right. Um, I mean, the villains, a lot of villains obviously see themselves as the hero. But what's cool about Leviathan in the comics is that. The fact that they, they, they were trying to... And sometimes you see Leviathan agents show up in some random issue of some other comic and they're just fighting the heroes. But right. I feel like what's cool about them when Bendis writes, you know, who created them, when he writes this stuff is they're just trying to get this stuff in under the wire. You know what I right, mean? Right, yeah. They're like, if we can just distract them or keep them guessing and teleport them around and stuff for just long enough, yeah, we can... We can make a better world and then they'll 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 be on board with it ultimately right and right. they try to recruit Batgirl they try to recruit Green Arrow you know what I mean like they're trying to get the heroes on board they're not trying to fight them or kill them or do whatever right right whereas here it's like they're going to create this they're going to melt the ice caps and billions of people are going to die right that's that's like that's that's a that's a you know that's a Dr. Claw plan, right? That, that's <laughs> yeah. a, at best, that's a Rachel Ghoul plan, right? Right, like right? Return the world to har- the harmony of nature or whatever, right? Right. Leviathan in the comics doesn't want to kill anybody. They just want to fix society right. Right. and make things better for people, right? Now, they're, they're going about it in arguably evil ways, and, and people are dying and getting injured and stuff, but they're trying to minimize that, right? They're not right. trying to kill seemingly as many people as possible like they are here. So I feel like... If, if it's just one of those instances of the show, like Felicity Smoke or, or whatever, just using a name, that's fine. But there's so many, there's so many like secret evil organizations in the comics that they could have used. Um, I, like Leviathan is the hot thing right now because right. it's still ongoing in the comics. But I feel like if you're going to use that specifically, you should kind of lean into what makes them different. Right. If you're not going to do that, you could have just used some other evil organization like there's yeah. there's no shortage of them used you know the, the church of blood or or, or, <laughs> yeah. or or have this be like the earth whatever version of hive or mm-hmm. or or the league of whatever just you know you can make or make something up even you know right. what i mean so that's that's a little disappointing i mean if they have some grand plan that's supposed to make the world better that's one thing but they're clearly going about it mm-hmm. in a bloodier fashion than they do in the comics yeah. which is a little disappointing yeah definitely um flash this one was a fun one this was a fun sort of off format episode this mm-hmm. was called kiss kiss breach breach which the the promos yeah. really played up the like because it opens and it's black and white right with oh, Cisco right. sitting there yes. in the in the, yes. the Star Labs, um, and it's kind of like a, a murder investigation thriller yeah, with yeah, him yeah. and Camilla film noir um, for a little bit and the bit. promos yeah. all made it sound seem like it was going to be like a like a spy thriller pastiche mm-hmm. starring Cisco yeah um, but with the exception of a couple of like stylistic things they did here and there. It was mostly just a standard like mystery detective story. Agreed. With traditional flash sci-fi trappings like Breacher and the multiverse and stuff like that. So Can I just tell you how much They didn't really I... lean into that as much as... Now, next week is supposed to be like um, a, sort of a, a romantic James Bond thriller with Ralph. And I mm-hmm. wonder if we're finally going to have him meet Sue or something. But it's... it's What's it called? It's like... This is not the name of the episode, but it's like the spy who stretched or something like that. <laughs> That's not the name of the episode. But it's something like that. Like it's a... Right, right, It's a play sure. on the James Bond thing. With I like Ra- it. With Ralph and Barry and Tuxes and everything. You oh, know? stop um, it. That's great. But this was, this was not what I... <laughs> but it was still it was a fun story. And it's it was fun to get... I feel like Camilla... I like her more here than I have in the past because before I was getting like the actress is good but like as far as characterization is concerned like if you had to describe her character I guess like nice supportive 
I guess. But it's like yeah. it's like the Red Letter Media videos where they tell them to describe the the prequel Star Wars characters mm-hmm. without describing what they look like or the role they play in the story. Right. And everybody's like stern um, yeah. <laughs> smart I guess like Qui-Gon it's like he has a beard yeah um, here's like she's nice she's supportive but I feel like we didn't really learn any more about her here but just by virtue of her having more screen time I feel like I know her better and the actress is doing a good job but I still feel like I don't really know anything about her or why she is the way she is. I mean, I remember facts about her and I remember the cute episode well, that they had when they were right. She exactly. Was bar, she was tending bar, I think, when they uh, met. No, again, see, not even. Wasn't she? Uh, wait, was she? She was. Yeah, she that's, was how they met. that's how oh, they yeah, met. That's how they met. That's right. She but again, those are like her jobs. They're not anything about her character. Exactly. Right? It's like describe Qui-Gon Jim without saying that he wears robes or is a Jedi. Right? Well, in this one, exactly. I mean, she was sweet. She was supportive. She was strong. She was brave. Right, so but doesn't I like that describe those, every that woman on these shows? I mean, yes. Kind of. I mean, I guess Killer Frost is ju- sweet. I but. still feel like this is the episode where she got the most screen time yeah, and we're well, still getting to know her. true. I know. I just, I kind of wish that they would give her more like defining characteristics. Like what makes her different than like a standard supportive You want to know what hero? I think makes her different in this episode? Again, because we know very little about her, but I like that she was brave and, and, mm, I think brave is the best thing. I th- I I really like that she was brave while still being incredibly right, but cute they're, but they're and all, adorable. But they're like all she- brave. Who's who's a who's one of the female leads on these shows that isn't brave? I mean, that's just like I feel like to be a lead on a superhero TV show, you have to be brave. That's like the bare minimum, right? Can you name one cowardly main character on one of these shows? Well, I mean, Ralph started out that way, kind of. <laughs> uh, he was eh. more self-interested than he was actually cowardly. I mean, he was a cop and then he was a private detective. If, yeah. he, had, if he was a coward deep down, then he wouldn't. But but no, I, I know what you mean. I just I still wish that we knew a little bit more about her, but obviously that's going to come. I like that they are continuing to use her because I think the character has promised. And agreed, we'll agreed. And I really, but, yeah, I, I think that she puts, the actress puts her own spin on it because like you said, it's it's kind of cookie cutter formula in terms of these. this is the series of characteristics that every female protagonist has to have on this show. And she hits all of those points, but um, but she, she does it in her own unique way. And I really like her. I just like her gentleness and cuteness and somewhat innocent and sweet and i look forward to learning more about who she is as a person so that's, that's she nice. wears a k around her neck does she nobody else does that killer no, frost that's could true. she doesn't killer frost she could. doesn't no she killer frost is trying to rebrand she's going by frosty frost now with an F around her yeah neck. yeah um i i did think it was a little strange how gypsy dies off screen without the actress there like did the actress not want to come back to the show or because they kill her like oh. we eventually see it at later from behind they had and it from promos the, and stuff like and it's i not, thought that it's not the actress it's like some yeah, some extra right. stunt woman in the costume with a wig so did the actress not want to come back just to film her death scene or did they kill her off because the actress like got another job and they knew they wouldn't be able to get her back anymore. So they're like, well, since this goes in this other relationship anyway, let's kill off her character and use it as grist for the drama of his new relationship. Hmm. I don't know, but I feel like there's something weird there. Because normally on these show- shows, if you kill off a recurring character, they at least let the audience see them one last time. Right, See yeah. them go out, you know what I mean? Instead well, I don't know them- if that's true given what happened to Earth 2. Well, but there's more There's more going on there. I, there's no way that... that, that um, all the wells put it this, put it this way. If Harry and, and Jesse died there, it's a little different because that was an episode of Arrow. And Arrow viewers wouldn't necessarily know who those characters were. Okay. Flash viewers have a connection to Gypsy already. They know they've known her for right, a couple right. of years now. Yep. It's a little different. 
Um, so well, that, I'm curious that, to look that up. now. That was strange. Part of me wondered, like, we haven't we have we haven't seen it happen. So she's maybe she's not really dead. Like, maybe yeah, she maybe. got she didn't get turned to dust, but she got blasted some other earth. I mean, if they decide they want to bring her back eventually, there's they could anything just bring, they could from do. a different sure, earth or something. Like, could, yeah. they could always do whatever they want. Um, so Black Lightning. This continues the whole occupation uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I have a lot to say about this one in particular. It's just continuing the the threads of you know. Khalil, right. Khalil's killing people, yep. and Jennifer is being continued to be manipulated by uh, creepy Bill Duke. Yep. And, um, and Jefferson kind of about being radicalized. Jefferson Oof. kind of makes a um, a risky play by going in there with um, Anissa Thunder. and yeah. uh, freeing the, uh, um, the freedom there. fighters or yeah, uh, yeah. revolutionaries or rebels or whatever you want to call them. Um, from the jail yep. with uh, with Henderson's help. He's like, the, the, the place is under <laughs> so siege good. and Henderson's just sitting there playing, playing cards. cards. All the other cops are like, should we do something? He's like, no. Oh. Yeah, that was great. He just waves his hand and says, no, no, guys, take a seat. That was good. It's fine. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a good episode. I love it. I wonder it. how long this will go so on because the, these, you know, these, epi- these, these arcs have titles, the book of whatever, and yeah. this is the book of occupation and we're on the book of occupation chapter four and next week is chapter five, and I feel like none of these books so far have gone on that many chapters. So I feel like this is a longer arc. I think they've been doing six episodes. Six, yeah, six episode um, books. No, no, some of them have been. Most of them have been only two or three episodes. I think really? the longest might have been four, but none of them have oh. been five. Last season was whatever twenty-two episodes or whatever. Actually, Black Lightning seasons are a little shorter, aren't they? Like think- fifteen or sixteen, and there's like three or four books per season generally. And of course, that was just last season. Season one right, didn't right, have right. that at all; it just had no. normal episode titles. Yeah. So season two was when they started doing the whole book of thing with like the the um yeah the, the title cards art. kind mm-hmm. of. Although this season is is amped up. Unbelievable yeah, art! Nice. Can I just tell you? Oh my god! Oh, and the thing with Lynn taking. That, Green light, yeah. That seemed like it came out of nowhere. And then at the end, the scene later where they clumsily... Rev- th- that mm-hmm. felt clumsy. Where they're like, oh, we've secretly been like post-hypnotic yeah, suggesting by having the flashing words on the Duke screen. And Bill Duke is absolutely doing full exposition to this soldier lady but, but they didn't need that, got those though. Jaws. Like, it would be in Lynn's character. She's so driven almost to the point of obsession, yeah. especially when it comes to... Like, I swear to Helping God, if people. you drank every time someone said pod kids on the show... <laughs> um, like she's she's so obsessed with saving them that right. I would buy that she would maybe start taking the stuff. And if it is incredibly right. addictive, yeah. but you didn't need the whole post hypnotic suggestion. Oh, we've secretly been flashing right, it on right. the screens in her room. Like I don't feel like you needed that at all. That just seems like a cartoonish. Yeah, thing to that's do. that's villainy. Yeah, I, don't know. That's, I, don't know. I, don't I didn't know. need that part. So Arrow. So here we get the the future kids teaming up with the present team. I, I like this one because I felt like the stuff with, with Oliver and the, and his kids went just about the way you would expect, mm-hmm. where he and William sort of bonded almost immediately, but Mia is more taciturn. It takes her a while to come around, and they kind of have a grudging relationship by the end. He stops her from killing a guy. And, you know, I kind of feel like you could have sort of mapped that out ahead of time based on their existing characterization. Um, but I like the stuff with... Um, with the other characters, like when Diggle learns, and this is the stuff we talked about last week, like this is going to be good, right? This is going to be the juicy stuff where Diggle learns that he's going to adopt Connor and that JJ becomes evil yes, yes. and kills Renee's daughter and then Renee has to deal with that. But I feel like they, instead of just having it be melodrama on top of melodrama, like yeah. they did have a few scenes where, where mm-hmm. characters were mad at each other. But then by the end, it's like, and I, fig- I think it might have been Dinah who sort of got, 
convinced everybody to pick themselves back up. Dinah it's like, had you know the what? Best lines now that here. you know what's going to happen, we can make it better, right? And right. we can we don't have to wait for the future to, to happen. We can start today. And so mm-hmm. Renee doubles down on his political ambitions. Dinah and Laurel sit down and say, you know what? We can let's we can sit absolutely. down for some, this is a good idea. Uh, some Chinese food and start planning this canaries thing, right? Yeah. Um, Oliver was going to reach out to his kids and try to get close to them again anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggle accepts Connor as a son and starts like training with him and stuff. And mm-hmm. presumably he's going to keep a closer eye on JJ than he otherwise yeah. would have. Um, do you think there's been, if unless I'm mistaken, there's been very little mention from Connor, future Connor, about Lila. Am I wrong about that? I wonder if part Whoa. of the reason why... Dig, yeah, didn't why mention- Connor got the attention and JJ got the shaft is maybe there was only one parent in the picture. So I wonder if Lila being Harbinger or perhaps having something to do with Harbinger, as we've talked about before, right. is maybe going to die in the crisis, mm. leaving Diggle to raise these two kids alone and with and with only one parent to go around. Maybe JJ doesn't get as much attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would be easier to buy at least than if they had two loving. Yeah. Not to say that single parents can't raise two kids and they both turn out great, but... It, it's harder, and especially with all this crazy superhero stuff happening, yeah. extenuating circumstances. So part of me wonders if that's where they're going. I was trying to think back. and said, like, Connor ever mentioned Lila being in the picture? I'm not sure he did. He really just talks about his father, right, and his brother. So, yeah. Um, I like the scenes with Oliver and, and his kids. I thought that the scenes with him, with him and William were nice. I love mm-hmm. the scene. And we talked about, I, I mentioned to you before we watched the episode, um, I forget where I read this. I think it was in an interview with Ben Lewis, who plays William, where he said that, when he watched, when he was watching, like, I guess the actors don't necessarily get to see dailies, but when he was watching, like, a cut of the episode prior to this or reading the script or whatever, or after filming it, he's like, you know what? Kid William never got to come out to Oliver yes. before Oliver seemingly went I off remember and died you in read crisis. me this tweet. It was, it was the, the actor playing William. That's what I just said, yeah. So Ben yeah. Lewis, the actor playing William, realized that, that that was never, they never had a scene like that on the mm-hmm. show. So he called up the producers and he's like, as as a I'm not sure if he's gay or bi or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, as as a you know queer man myself, I think it would be very important mm-hmm. to have a scene in, in an upcoming episode if if they are going to meet, if they're going to travel back in time and meet, where they get where William actually gets to say this yeah. to his father because I know from experience, this is me talking as Ben yeah, Lewis yeah. now. I know from experience that if your father never learned that about you, you would feel like he never really knew who you were. Like, the, mm-hmm. he never really knew you 100%, and which is an important thing for a son to feel like his father mm-hmm. really knows him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if his father died without ever learning that, he's like, he never he never got to really see all of, see me. All of me, right? right? So I feel like it was, it was, and then they took that to heart, and they wrote that scene, and it was in this episode. And what I think was, was even nicer about that is the fact that Oliver, through tears, says, Felicity mm-hmm. and I knew. Like, we knew we were just waiting for you to come to us with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, had he known that he was going to die, right. he probably would have come to William. Maybe. And said, <laughs> By the way, so there's long. a conversation we need um, to have. Yeah. <laughs> but that's nice, and I feel like because we were, of course, it's it's we're biased, right? Because we got to yeah. see the future scenes where we learned that he's gay. Yeah. And so now, when we're watching the present scenes where he's, you know, having a tough time at school, at school and getting, getting bullied, bullied and stuff, yeah. and feels like he's an outcast, we can read that into it. Yeah. Had we not seen those future scenes. I think we probably would have just figured, oh, he's having a tough time at school because he's kind of he's got a lot of baggage because of what's, or he's a all nerd, the other or, stuff he's yeah. gone through, with his mother dying and his father being a superhero and everything else. Right. right? I'm not sure we would have. As if there's anything. not enough right there. <laughs> but it but it is nice that they they had that scene in there. Yeah. That didn't, they, they get didn't, that. 
after they filmed this one, didn't Oliver, uh, I'm saying Oliver, I mean the actor, Steve, uh, Stephen Amell, didn't he tweet at some point like, um, well, ben he said and that I was his favorite, he said that was his favorite scene in the scenes, episode, yeah. in the episode, yeah. Yeah. And this, I think he might have even said his favorite scene between those two characters in the season. Or yeah. Like that. that's, it's, it's, he that's didn't he go said. so far as to say, this is my favorite scene in the history like of the ever, show. No. But no, it was like, so it's, but it's up there that for was him. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that, and seeing that all, was so warm too. It was so it ended on such a lovely family joking kind of moment. Like uh, yeah. Mia will come around. And I'm it's glad not, they're sticking around great. for. I, I mean, I continue <laughs> to not know where they're going. Like they're going to have to go back to the future and resolve that stuff. But then, like we talked about last week, my theory about the spinoff being set in the present means that maybe Mia gets left behind or whatever. Like we, we're not given any more to go on there. It seemed like so. So here's what I will say: when we when we saw when we saw in the promo that there's a new Deathstroke in town in the present. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, did JJ get brought back with them? Right? Yeah, Because JJ was about to be killed by Connor there, or so it appeared. Well, yeah. If he got brought back Mm -hmm. with them, they could wrap up the whole Connor versus JJ thing in the present without all those characters having to go back to the future. Mm -hmm. But... But that didn't happen, supposedly, well, I, right now. we don't know for yeah. sure that J.J.'s in here, but the new Deathstroke had nothing to do with that. It turned out it was Grant Wilson mm-hmm. starting the version of the Deathstrokes that will ultimately turn J.J. to the dark side. So it is related, but it doesn't give us any new information about whether J.J. was brought back or not. So we continue to think now that they'll have to go back to the future to resolve that whole storyline. Yeah. So I continue to not know where that's going. Um, Titans this week, this one was called Fallen. Mm-hmm. So we get a few different storylines here. We get obviously Dick in jail, which is the primary storyline. Yeah. We get a little Great. bit with Raven being out on her own, befriending a girl at a shelter, mm-hmm. and then sort of letting her dark side out to uh, to, to beat up, to beat up defense, the guy. That, yeah. And then the then dark it, side takes a sentience of its own. Yeah. It like Com- it like squirts out and possesses a gargoyle, and then tears the guy limb from limb. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Um, Unusual. And yeah. then we get the 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 whole sequence of scenes with uh, Gar and Connor, Gar and Connor, yeah, and um and then trying to like figure out what they're going to do now that he's wanted. We even get a little more backstory on Mercy. Yeah, at first in that first scene, like I did, it was so it was out weird. of nowhere that I didn't even realize who I was looking at. I know. Yeah. I, I got I clued I clued in before she got the phone call and everything though. Did you or did you have to get the phone call? Nope. Where I got the phone call. You didn't I was recognize like, her. Oh at my all? god! Well, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of different. I mean, I was like, why do I know? Her? Her one episode, <laughs> I yeah. literally was like, why do I know her? Why do I know her? Yeah, but that was good. To, that was cool to have that in there to to make her a bit more. And the way she, the way they're playing her with the whole Cadmus stuff, you could maybe buy that she's like not like Lex Luthor evil. That she actually kind of does want. Like, if it came down to, like, doing what Lex Luthor wants or doing what's best for these kids, she'd probably go with what Lex Luthor wants. But if she can do have both, right? Like, yeah. if she can make these kids happy and make them, like, productive members of Cadmus or whatever, then she's not going to, like, No, I think she's full on evil. No, I think she's evil. Uh, you do. think she's... I don't know. I think she's evil with a backstory because... You know, it's nice to know that she has a home to come back to, but, I mean, it's not exactly she just a fulfilling... She, she and, seems more... She doesn't seem quite as cold and merciless as no pun intended as as mercy normally does she seems more like she's taking on she's trying to or at least she's trying to appear to have like a certain maternal vibe as far as these kids are concerned come home we'll take care of you we'll teach you how to be the best super boy you can be gar well you know we can Mm -hmm. even help you learn more about your abilities and you know I'm, i'm the good mom not like the evil dad like the chief was you know right um it's it's Part, it, it's kind of sweet the the whole the, the Gar's arc here where all he just wants is to be a Titan yeah. but 
it's it's kind of what makes it a little strange is the fact that we've never really seen the Titans be a team really right. like we saw them the Titans of the past be a team a little well, bit and no. fight crime a little bit you're forgetting the fact that there was a huge time jump in between uh, several episodes and he really did feel a sense of camaraderie well, but at they home. were training Right, they but never got still, out to go out and be no, superheroes. No, but he was looking forward to that as well, and he was taking his training seriously, know, and he was taking the team building exercises seriously, and he was know, getting to know all these people I and think make friends. The, I think what they're do, what they're what they're trying to do with his character is that he is he is holding on to like an, I- ideal. an ideal, yeah. You know, like he wants so badly to be something that might not even exist anymore. Like there aren't any Titans anymore, and to a certain extent, they're like the Titans haven't existed in five years. And maybe they were almost going to exist again, but then that fell apart before it even got started. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I think what they're doing is, like, he's the one guy holding the torch for when the Titans all come back together and rally around Nightwing or whatever, I think that's right? what they're doing. Yeah. But, but I think that it's, it's kind of sweet and sad at the same time. Like, he wants to be something that it's like from... It, from yeah, of course. That's what know, it's supposed to be. Yeah. We know that the Titans are going to come back together because it's a TV show. But if you were in this world, you'd be like, snap out of it, this man. Is like hopeless, everybody yeah. left. They're not coming back. You were never a superhero. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you got to train to be one for like a month and then it was over. Well, it was you several months, I mean? but all right. So well, I, don't I know like why his t- ideal. <laughs> I don't know why the exact number of months is that important. Well, I mean, a month is a I mean, sad got, amount of time. He like a, a third of a year or something. For a while, but that doesn't make you a superhero. Like he ha, was never a superhero. Ha, ha, and he, you know, but he just wants to be one so bad that, you know, it, it's, it's sweet and sad at the same time. Like he's holding on to this thing That's that the point. was never really his. You They're know? trying to set this unrealistic co- uh, comic book stuff in the real world. And that means that they want to um, make the characters motivations real and this sort of blind faith um hope idealism naivete that exists in a in a person for a good long time (laughs) and i think that it's being very nicely written and portrayed by this so i don't know i I buy into it i buy into it pretty hardcore i feel vindicated by the way i want to say on mike because i was right he didn't call batman yeah we watched that scene and it was it was hard to it was it was tricky because he had like the FaceTime interface up on the screen right. basically. Mm-hmm. And it was making a sound, but I couldn't tell it. Is that the ringing sound? Or is, but when you look closely, it says like place call yes or no or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he dismissed it before he placed the call. Yeah. But when I saw like it said Bruce Wayne and it had like the green symbol on there, I'm like, oh, it's, he, he's it's ringing. It's ringing call. basically. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's not picking up. I better go deal right. with this kid again that was what i thought happened i don't know why he wouldn't have called him from a, from his the perspective right. of his character maybe he just felt like i got this like but that's why i was complaining he, so hard me yeah. in charge of the titans i can handle this that's basically. why i was I think that's, that's why i really him. He's got, mm, he's got, no that's why and i stand by what i said last time which is that uh he he should have learned from his mistake of not calling dick last time when God help me. What's the Jason. Robin's name? Thank you. Jason no, I, got all tore I agree from the that floor he made the, by, I agree that he made the wrong stroke. move, but I think that like we were just talking about with him wanting so bad to be a Titan, he's like, he has this perfect image of it in his head. He's like, he, Dick left me in charge of the Titans. Like, I have to make everything okay. And if I call for help, if I bring Bruce Wayne into this, he might be like, what, what do you mean Dick left? What do you mean all these people left? What do you, you know, like he might, he might break us up or he might step in like, I, I can be the adult in the room. Dick left me in charge here. This is my responsibility. I have to keep keep things going, you know? And, it, and the fact that Dick told him to call Bruce, he pro- obviously he should have. But I feel like it's in character for him as the guy who just wants there to be a Titans. He's like, no, I've got, this kid is here. I can, I can help him. I can make him a Titan and we can be the Titans and everybody will be happy again. 
I don't want reality to intrude in that by calling Bruce Wayne, especially with all the stuff Dick has probably told them about, about Bruce Wayne's influence on him, right? He's like, Bruce is going to come in and ruin this just like he ruined Dick's life, right? Yeah. So that's kind of Dick's own telling tales out of school coming back to bite him perhaps a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just feel frustrated by it. Like that may be an interesting justification, but I, I just don't feel like it was an earned one, um, especially since he literally made the same mistake in like two episodes before this. But, that, but that's that's just... down to character, though, right? Like that's yeah, that's him, but he was supposed to learn a... from it. He he read Jason the Riot Act yeah, after that, so he should have known better. So it, for me, it really felt like a wrong plot decision. Well, okay, um, that's how it felt anyway. So the stuff with Dick in jail was was interesting. So you yeah, saw the night. Great. You saw the like. I mean, we're assuming it's like a bird symbol that he draws, and mm-hmm. and they talk about you know the, these people from Corte Maltese talk about how oh you know we have this legend mm-hmm. of this bird that comes down in the night mm-hmm. on a wing. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't nail it quite that hard, um, and 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 saves you and so on. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't the, an angel exactly. of something. I don't um, remember, but it had a nice name. But so I was saying that the reason why I kind of like. That and Dick is like, yeah, whatever, jerk. Right, and then, <laughs> multiple and, times. And then later he he you know ends up Nobody's coming, gonna come coming in and yeah. saving them and mm-hmm. um, helping them escape. But um, but what I like about that is that so and the Nightwing name originated. It was a name that um, Superman and Jimmy Olsen would become Nightwing and Flamebird. They put on different superhero costumes. Mm-hmm. Nightwing would have like this black costume with a little domino face mask. I don't <laughs> know. He didn't want people in Candor to recognize him as Superman, I guess, because they all know what Superman know. looks like. He and Jimmy Olsen would shrink down and fight crime in Candor as Nightwing and Flamebird. And I don't know whether there was any logic at the time. I mean, this was the Silver Age. So usually characters would just proclaim what their superhero name was going to be. And there didn't need to be some explanation, explanation or about where it came sure. from. I don't know if there was an explanation or not. I don't know if it was just a name he came up with. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a line of dialogue saying, oh, I will take the name of a famous Kryptonian crime fighter named Nightwing. Maybe. Um, post-crisis, when there was no Candor anymore... Um, Dick got the name directly from Superman from talking to Superman where Dick had left Bruce and he was sort of like he, he lacked direction he didn't know what he was going to do next he thought maybe he'd retire from being a superhero and just like be Dick Grayson for a while he met up with Superman and they had a chat like on the top of a building or whatever and Superman's like you know um, we had this we had this legend on Krypton that I guess he learned about from the fortress crystals or computer mm-hmm. or something yeah. um, about this prodigal son from this um, wealthy prominent family who who left home because you know he felt like he was not he 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 could do more on his own and he went out there and he ended up proving everybody wrong and becoming like this great hero and a hero of the people and so on and he took the name Nightwing and Dick was like oh Nightwing I like the sound of that and that's where that came from so that was a way of having maintaining the link with the name to the Superman mythos even though Superman himself had never used the name and so what I like what they did here was even though the Superman stuff is clearly not involved, the idea of the Nightwing being like this mythic figure mm-hmm. um, that that's not... I like it that... Because the name Nightwing, like it has a kind of a bird motif, obviously, and so you can kind of see how you derive it from Robin, but but it's not derived... You, you'd be wrong about that. Like it comes from the Superman mythology. So I, the, I like the fact that he doesn't just take... like. When Tim is Red Robin, that feels like that's almost like a lateral move. Like you're still a, you still have Robin in the name, but he when Dick becomes Nightwing, he's taking a name that has nothing to do with anything Batman related. Mm-hmm. Like it's either Superman related or here it's like some South American, you know, yeah. urban urban legend right. or something, right? Um, so it's it's completely his own thing, and it's like this mythic thing where he sort of sees that, you know, 
oh, like a, a, a mythic hero, like someone can, you can affect positive you can have change. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like how Bruce, like the whole Batman Begins thing, like you can, be, <laughs> you can be more yeah. than a man, you can become a legend or something like that, yeah. right? Like you, you can take on this mythic status, and you can be more than just, you can do more as this figure of myth than you could as Dick Grayson. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I feel like what we're seeing here, like we talked last week, we didn't quite know what he was doing when he. Beat up that guard. Yeah, yeah. Of like, is he? Is he? Does he have some plan where he can like secretly defeat Deathstroke or something? No, he just wanted to get thrown in jail because he felt like he deserved it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I in retros- it was incredibly fast because well, everybody is still like days, and he's already been tried, convicted, uh, sentenced, and offered a plea deal, which he promptly rejected. Yeah, That's it's very it's, fast. It said, like, it said like two weeks later or something. Yeah, it's I forget, ridiculous. But, um, but, Two weeks? No. But my problem last week was that if that was his moment of great realization, uh-huh. I felt like they underplayed it. But it wasn't. It was just him punishing himself. Here we see his moment of realization. Yes. Where we see him decide to step up and be a hero again. Right. It's like the we've seen. We don't some... even get it like a reaction shot. We just know that these two guys are gonna make a, a make a make a break for it. They're gonna fail and. Um, and Nightwing is going to come in and save the day, and that's that's how it happened. But it he's, was still he's still got to really get rewarding. out of prison, though. I wonder if he's going to like now that do you think he that, could in a do snap, you think that he, do think. you think that he's 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 changed enough now that he realizes that he's not accomplishing anything, just wallowing yes. in self pity in jail, and he's yes. going to break out. And if he breaks out, then is Dick Grayson a fugitive yeah. next season? That's or? what I was thinking too. As as um as he was being taken down by the guards, I just don't understand. Hmm. Although with Bruce Wayne's considerable resources, say, like he, he could, could have, get out of that legally. He could have Bruce Wayne bribe somebody and say that and have it declared. Right. Have a have like a mistrial declared. After, right. I don't know if he can declare a mistrial after the fact, but he could do something and have him have the, the verdict overturned some, yeah, or something. Some so some new appeals or something. Found. Yeah. Because well, what new evidence? I mean, they probably have him on camera beating up those cops because there's cameras probably. everywhere in an airport. So I'm not sure how you could really do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll see what they do. But yeah, I, I think so. He comes out. He's I gonna, don't know, but for the right price, he's going to put on a, a Nightwing <laughs> suit and he's going to you know rally the Titans together. Yep. He's like, no, we can't run from our problems. We've got to tackle them head on. We're going to so have Death, Deathstroke come is, back. Death, yeah. Well, he's going to be like Deathstroke is still out there and getting fat. He's not going to he's not going to stop me from from helping people. And so if I'm going to help people, that means I've got to stop Deathstroke. And then the Titans are going to rally around him and they're going to stop Deathstroke because obviously the old Titans have a bone to pick with him. Yep. You and know. the new ones have a few words for him as well. Yeah. So I think that's that's the way. It's. So there's three episodes left. Yes. Um, so it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. seeing where it goes. And Me so too. now we know this is season three. So we'll see if this one ends on a cliffhanger or something like last season did. Yes. Hmm. That's it for our shows. That was a lot of fun. I'm enjoying our shows. Um, If you want to reach out to us, you can email us, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash smartspodcast. Our Twitter is at smartspodcast. And our website is www.smartspodcast.com. How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. Hmm. How about... Oh, is that a bird? Yeah, I was trying for a nightwing. Good job. (laughs)